For today's episode, I am extremely excited about sharing on this topic, okay? A few of the Good Apple community members actually reached out to me with a few topics that they wanted for me to discuss. And this topic, being unequally yoked with your spouse, this actually came up quite a few times as far as something that people wanted for us to discuss here as God's community. So today we're going to be talking about real action steps, what you can do to impact your marriage positively if you find yourself unequally yoked. Stay tuned. Apples! Welcome back to the weekly podcast, The Good Apple, with me, your host, Sharonda Simone. The Good Apple is a place where Christ followers, at any stage of your walk, can learn to apply powerful, life-transformative, biblical truths to live in the world, but not of the world, according to John 15. We are a community of kingdom kids who live bright lives, seasoned and salty, with lots of godly flavor to enhance the world as directed in Matthew 5. We are the remnant of God's people, the good apples, who invite God into our everyday lives and live in success, health, wealth, prosperity, peace, and applied biblical knowledge as those spoken of in Isaiah 65. You're listening to The Good Apple Podcast, where one good apple saves the bunch. Apples, welcome or welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of the Good Apple Podcast with me, your host, Sharonda Simone. Oh my gosh, we are on episode number four. I am so excited. You guys, I know that the Holy Spirit is going to do some great things in this episode. We are going to be talking about being unequally yoked. All right. So of course, you know, we have to welcome all of our returning listeners. Thank you guys so much. We have Mary in Southern Georgia. We also have Dawn in Southern Georgia. They are listening in every week, tuning in. They reached out to me. They let me know that they're enjoying the podcast series. So thank you guys so very much. If you are a listener and you haven't reached out to me, please do so. All of my contact information is in the show notes. Okay. So just expand your show notes, whatever app you're listening to. Okay. You'll see all of my contact information. So reach out to me. Let us chat it up. Okay. By now, you guys already know that I'm a chatterbox for Christ. My dad, after he heard me say that in one of the previous episodes, he called me up and he was like, Sharonda, you are hilarious, but you really are a chatterbox for Christ. Okay, so um, now if this is your first time listening, welcome. Thank you so very much. We are a community of kingdom kids, all right? We are the remnant. We are the good apples. So when you hear me say that, you know, one good apple saves the bunch, I'm not talking about myself, all right? I'm talking about you. You are one of God's remnant, okay? You are the good apple that is going to save the bunch according to Isaiah 65. So again, thank you so very much. Reach out to me. I want to give weekly shout outs because it means so much to me. Our community is growing strong. 
I want for us to, you know, almost like come together like a transformer status. You know what I'm saying? Like just pull together and just help move this big God movement Okay, so that it can become bigger than us, because that is what we are called as Christians to do. All right. We are supposed to be the salt. We are supposed to be the light. Okay. And there's strength in numbers. I mean, if you think about how Jesus started his ministry, okay, he didn't just do it by himself. No, he found other like minded men and women to help move his cause to help spread the word. All right. So that's what we are doing here as the Good Apple community. Okay. Now, you know that I like to start with a prayer. So if you're able to go ahead and close your eyes, if not, no worries. We're going to go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you so very much for just being an awesome daddy. I mean, you are just amazing. Thank you so much for loving us. Thank you so much for caring about even those small things that, you know, others might think are insignificant. Thank you for caring about even those things, Lord. And we are so thankful that we can come to you with all of our burdens, with all of our cares, with every marriage concern, with every parenting issue, God. You said to cast it on you. And we are so thankful that your shoulders are broad enough to handle everything in our lives that is concerning to us, God. So we thank you so very much. Lord, I ask right now that you just continue to inhabit these podcasts, Lord. I ask that you remove every distraction from my current situation, my mind, my you know physical space right now. God, I ask that you just remove distractions so that I can hear from you, Lord. I submit myself to you in this moment to be able to share whatever you have for me to share with your people. I also ask the same for the podcast listeners, Lord, I ask that you just remove any barrier of distraction from their environment, from their mind, Lord, so that they can truly hear what you have for them in this moment. We thank you, Lord, for all that you're going to do. We just ask that you continue to guide us uh, on our daily basis, God. Thank you so very much. We love you. And all this we ask in the name of Jesus. Amen. Okay, so... Apples, let me just start by saying that I know this might be a touchy subject, okay? This might be a sensitive subject. This might hit home for many of you, okay? Um, But what I'm going to be sharing is not just from my marriage experience, okay? So the Good Apple community, I've reached out and I've asked you guys to send me, you know, questions, concerns, comments, feedback, topics that you want for me to discuss. So actually being unequally yoked was something that came up quite a few times in the responses that I've been getting. So I'm going to, yes, be sharing from my own personal marriage experience, okay? Because I do think it's going to bless you, but I'm also pulling from other conversations that I've had with other good apples, okay? So it's not just me is what I'm just, you know, I want for you to know. I'm not giving you you an all access into my marriage, but I am going to be sharing from some of my personal experiences as well as the experiences from other conversations I've had. Now, when it comes to my marriage experience with this in particular, okay, um, I did, you know, share this a few years ago on my YouTube channel. So my husband knows all about it. So don't think that I'm like, you know, dishing the dirt, nothing like that. But I do believe that it's going to bless you. Okay. So I had some conversations, like I said, with some of the Good Apple community. And one thing, you know, a concern that came up was the concept of being unequally yoked. So, you know, for some people, they met their spouse 
when, you know, both were not in Christ, okay, they hadn't given their life to Christ, but then maybe one of the spouse has, all right? So, you know, and now the concern is, well, you know, I'm going right, he or she is going left, and I feel like our marriage is going to fall apart. We have children now, you know, we have, you know, assets that are combined. What are we going to do? Because I want this marriage to last, but we are unequally yoked. Or maybe, you know, when um, they got together, they were on the same page. They were both, you know, for more or less of an understanding at the same level of conviction and their faith level in God was the same. But no, you know, life gets in, you know, the way or life changes, life circumstances. And so maybe one is ahead of the other. Now, we can't truly determine. I mean, yes, you can see the fruit of someone's life. And so you can know how rooted they are in Christ. Um, but, you know, it's not always easy for us to know all of the intricate details of someone's spiritual walk, even if they're your spouse, you know, um, and I'll share about that a little bit more later that, you know, you don't always know what your spouse is talking to God about with regard to your marriage or with you. Okay. So some of the conversations that I've had, it was like, well, look, I'm worried. You know, I'm, I'm trying my best to, you know, be a good wife, be a good husband. I'm trying to do it God's way, but my spouse seems to be running in the opposite direction. What do I do? What does the word of God say about this? And, you know, can it be something that's fixed? Because the other concern is divorce. I mean, divorce rates are at an all-time high. Uh, you know, people are not wanting to get married because they don't want to get a divorce. You know, children are being impacted because of a shaky family foundation. All right. And we know that Satan is coming for families, right? We know that shaky home foundation in the community. And then that community becomes, you know, a city, that city becomes a state, the state becomes, you know, a country. So there is a definite attack from Satan on families. And that is why in Matthew 10, Jesus was talking to his disciples. Now, this is not a direct parallel statement, but you can definitely see the correlation with the thought process of Jesus, okay? So he's talking to his disciples in Matthew 10, verses five through seven, all right? And he's telling them, do not go in the way of the Gentiles and do not enter any city of the Samaritans, but rather go to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. As you go, preach, saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Now, why did I share that Bible verse, all right? Because Jesus is telling them, look, we get that we need to go to the outermost parts of the world. We get that we need to make sure that non-believers know about God. We get that we need to have a ministry, you know, and we need to have, you know, millions of people exposed to the message of the gospel. However, you have to work on home first. He was saying, don't go to anyone else unless your home is together. Talk to your people first. Talk to Israel first. And then you can set your attention to, you know, others. So when I hear Jesus saying that to his disciples, all right, we're trying to model our Christian walk, even the great commission about, you know, spreading the word and telling everyone about the gospel. We still want to model it by how Jesus did it. And Jesus told his disciples, 
don't go too far yet. Talk to home first. So that's what we're going to talk about. That's why I chose to do this topic, being unequally yoked in your marriage. I chose to do this early on in this podcast series because I want to make sure that for those who are struggling in a marriage that is unequally yoked, you can first get that together because that's going to impact your ministry to your children, to your friends, to your family members, to your co-workers, to the community at large. Now, what I don't want to do is just give you a bunch of fluff, a bunch of feel good. No, you know, we need practical real life application information. We want to talk about how to apply the biblical truths of God to our current life situations. Okay. So that's what I'm going to be doing today. We are going to deep dive into the word of God. All right. Because that is our litmus test. It's the word of God. What does God say about it? I do have a verse for that. Again, this week, a specific verse that we're going to break down. This one is going to be an absolute game changer. You guys, this verse or these couple of verses that I'm going to share. Mm, mm, mm. When I came across these verses, it was like, wow. I, I remember in that moment, the flood of peace that just washed over me from the head to my toes. I felt it. And I have been living in a different level of peace as it you know, relates to our marriage. Make sure that you stay tuned, okay? Because this is going to bless you. I know it is. I'm going to share a little bit about, you know, like I said, our marriage, my husband and I, we have actually been married for nine years. This fall will be 10 years of marriage. When I came across this verse um, and I see now how God has just moved our marriage from one place to another place in him over the past nearly 10 years, I'm, I'm thankful and I want to help you and as many others to reach this level of peace within your relationship. Okay, so I was talking with my seven-year-old. Okay, so Brennan and I were talking and he was actually concerned. I think something happened. I can't remember, but he was trying to talk to God about it. He told me, he's like, look, you know, I'm not happy with how something happened. I was talking with God about it. And he's like, I was waiting to hear what God had to say. And I was like, well, that's good. You know, I, I encourage all of my children to talk to God. I mean, you really want to, you know, encourage your kids, have a personal relationship with God. So the mere fact that he came to me and told me that I was just like, yes, praise God, you know? So we're talking and he's like, but how do I know? How do I know that what I'm hearing is God? How do I know that it's not the bad guy, right? How do I know it's not Satan telling me something, you know, how I should feel, how I should respond? Apples. That's a really good question. And, you know, of course I had to break down my answer to a seven-year-old's understanding, but I think it's the same for any of us, no matter how old we are, no matter how, you know, old we are chronologically, like age-wise, or how, you know, old we are in our relationship with Christ, you know? So I told him, I was like, Brennan, the way you can know if you're hearing from God versus Satan or any one of the other negative, you know, voices in the world, as far as, you know, Satan and his minions, okay, is by having a personal relationship with him. And he looked at me like, okay, well, what do you mean? I said, well, look at it this way. When you're a young baby, little baby, 
if anybody said BJ or Brennan, you would look up, but you didn't associate that person as mommy or daddy or your brother, auntie, grandma, grandpa, nothing like that. You just knew it was someone saying your name. But over the years, you and I have spent so much time together that if I call your name from another room or from upstairs, you're going to respond with, yes, mommy. And that's because you've spent time with me. That's because you know me. That's because we have a genuine, intimate relationship. So you have to do that with God as well. If you want to know what God is saying, you have to cultivate a genuine relationship. You have to come to know his voice. How do you do that? Reading your word. You know, you can't just do a 10 minute devotional and expect to have a lasting relationship with God. It's, it needs to be an everyday, all day, everything you are constantly communicating with God. You know, the Bible tells us to pray without ceasing. And I used to say, Lord, how exactly can I do that? You know what I'm saying? I have, you know, businesses I'm running. I have at this point, you know, I, I wasn't married, but I was like, I'm trying to become a doctor. You know, I mean, I have things, I mean, I'm doing things. You know what I'm saying? I'm having conversations with people. How exactly can I pray without ceasing? And then Holy Spirit was like, it's not that you have to clasp your hands, bow your head, close your eyes. No, but you need to be in a constant state of communication with me. Hey, daddy, what about this? Hey, daddy, what about that? Holy Spirit, what do you think about this? I'm listening. Hey, wait, you're constantly bringing your life to me. You're constantly integrating your life with me. That's what Holy Spirit told me. So now I know pray without ceasing. It's not a devotional moment which is good. We should definitely have our, you know, quiet time with God, you know, without distractions that I'm, I'm definitely saying that, you know, we should do that. The word of God says we need to have, you know, time, quiet time with him to meditate on his word. You can't do that with distractions and you can't do that while, you know, running a fortune 500 company. You can't do that while taking care of kids. You can't do that while doing surgeries. You can't do that while, you know, talking with your clients. You can't do that, you know, while you're living your life. But, you can have a constant communication with God amidst running your life. So there is a time when you need to have, you know, quiet time. I told him you have to have quiet time with God. Yes. But at the same time, you want to constantly be talking to him. You're at school. Something happens. Holy Spirit, what should I do? And wait and listen. Now, if you get a response like, you know, hmm, maybe I should tell a lie about this because if I tell a lie, then I won't get in trouble. You know, that's not God talking to you. And he was like, yeah, that makes sense. You know, it's the bad guy. So over time, because you are spending time with the word of God in your quiet time, your devotion time, and you're constantly talking and inviting Holy Spirit into every aspect of your life throughout the day, you'll begin to learn his voice. So before the break, we were talking about how it's important for us to be able to hear the voice of God different from Satan, the bad guy, all the other negativity in the world. So like, how is that important, right? We're talking about being unequally yoked. Well, when you're hearing the word of God or you're hearing from God, there might be times when you're told to get counsel. Okay. Or there might be times when you're talking to someone about your concerns and they're giving you counsel. All right. Now, 
let me just let me just put let me just take a pin in that and do a little soapbox moment if you would allow me to just kind of glide on a soapbox okay not everybody wants your marriage to win okay there are some people who say happy anniversary and they did not expect nor did they want for you to reach that milestone all right not everybody needs to have a hand a foot a mouth in your marriage certain people should not be in your business now i'm not saying that you can't ask for counsel ask for help no all right the bible actually tells us that you know as a wife as a husband you need to get counsel from other men and women of god when they have questions because that's how you learn all right you you get information from the elders people who have done it before you all right so you definitely want to have a good support system however you want to be careful not to divulge information that could cause damage to your marriage from the outside in all right it's very important because not everybody wants you to win so hearing from Holy Spirit how you should talk about your marriage to others who you should talk about your marriage to it's very important now I know that you know you might be a man listening in and you're like well you know that's something that maybe I have to worry about my wife doing because women are you know dubbed as the more emotional you know sex but men have emotions too okay and just as women want to feel confirmed or validated in you know their situations in life so do men all right so we're all in the same boat together if you're going to talk with someone number one make sure you're hearing from god that you should be talking with someone else okay you can get a lot from just you and god just having a genuine heart to heart but sometimes there are people in your life that can speak you know um life into your marriage but you have to find those people and you have to make sure that the holy spirit told you to talk to that person about your marriage the way in which you do that is like we're just telling Brennan, you know, to make sure that you are cultivating a genuine relationship with God. All right. So you can hear his voice. So the council needs to be really someone who is rooted in Christ or a group that is supportive of marriages because not everybody is supportive of marriages. Not everybody wants you to win. And it's sad, but it's true. Sometimes people in your family don't want for your marriage to win. You want to make sure that you are talking to and getting counsel from people who are truly for you, for your husband, for your wife, for your family unit. All right, now what if there are things that, you know, you want to say to your spouse? You're looking and you're like, mm, I don't know. When we first started this whole, you know, relationship, marriage together, we were on the same page, okay? And now you might see that he or she is veering off to the left and you're trying to go right. And you're at this point, you know, you might have anxiety. You might be worried. You might be concerned. Like, what am I going to do? How am I going to address this problem, this concern? Well, one thing that, you know, my mother has told me many a time, not just about like marriage or anything, but just in life. She's like, look, Sharonda, you are many things, but Holy Spirit, you are not. Look, apples. You make a poor Holy Spirit. There are certain things that you should not tell your spouse. Not saying you should keep secrets or nothing like that. No, what I mean is you should not be the voice that your husband or your wife hears when it comes to certain things. Because, you know, think about this. When you're having a conversation with your husband or your wife, right? And maybe they call you out on something 
And it could be something minor. Maybe it's even something that you already know that you struggle with. But when he or she says it, it hits differently, right? It's like, oh, oh, wow. I I can't believe you said that. Now my feelings are hurt. You know what I'm saying? Now we're arguing. You're defensive. But let's say your best friend or your mother, your brother told you that same thing. Would you take it that harshly? No, you wouldn't because you're not in love with those people. You are in love with your spouse, right? It's a different level of intimacy. It's a different level of vulnerability. So again, there are just certain things that I have learned that I have to let Holy Spirit do, okay? Like this is legitimately like what happens in my mind, in my marriage, when there's something that I'm like, okay, I want to tell him. And over the years, I've learned to pause and I go to Holy Spirit because I know that I make a bad Holy Spirit, okay? So I will literally say, all right, Holy Spirit, you got this or you want me to handle it? And sometimes he's like, nope, back up, shut up. This is not for you. Pray about it and let me handle it. Other times he'll say, yeah, you can say something, but you need to say it in love. All right. Now, of course, I'm human. I don't always pause. Okay. Ask my husband. I don't always pause, but I am definitely, you know, actively working on pressing the pause button. And I've gotten better, you know, over the years because I'm very outspoken. My husband is very outspoken. All right. So, you know, both of us need to learn to take pause and say, okay, wait, is this something that I should be saying or should I let Holy Spirit do what Holy Spirit does? Okay. So there are just certain things that you should not say. So then you might be thinking like, okay, so then do I say anything at all? Yeah. When you're given, you know, the green light from Holy Spirit, you can say something, you know, and then you just ask him, you know, after you plant that seed, then you just ask and expect for Holy Spirit to water it and to bring the increase, to bring that harvest, you know what I'm saying? In your marriage. The thing is that it is not just, okay, well, I'm just going to give up and I'm just, you know, I'm not going to worry about it. And now, you know, you're speaking negativity into your marriage, even if you're not even telling anybody else, but just you in the shower, you know, and you're frustrated and you're talking negatively. Those words, remember, those words are seeds. And every time you speak something in negativity, it's planted. Now it can be uprooted, praise God, because he will correct your crooked path. You know, if you give him the okay to do so, however, we don't even want to have to dig something up. So even amidst your frustration, even amidst you feeling like, man, you know, he or she, they, this is not what they, they said they were going to do. It's not what I signed up for. You know, I can see that they are going a different direction. You know, try your best not to speak from a place of it's never going to change. Oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Because then it's, it's like you're speaking against the outcome that you want to happen. You know, you're planting those seeds. Remember, Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. So it is not that you can't say what's going on, but make sure that when you're saying it, you are then coming behind that current fact. Like the fact of the matter is your spouse might not be on the same Christian walk as you. That, that's the fact. But the truth of the word of God says you can impact change in your marriage. That's the fact. But the truth is that with God, all things are possible. So even though the fact might be that you and your spouse are not at the same place, we know that God can and wants to turn that around. So we need to align the words that we say with the desired outcome because we are speaking life into our marriage when we do that. I'm not perfect. I don't, you know, it's not always 
this way for me. So again, you guys know I say it almost every episode. If I'm talking to you, I'm talking to me as well because we're doing this thing called life together. Hello, Apples. I really hope that you are enjoying the podcast. I know that I am really enjoying sharing the information with you. I truly feel like God is already moving and we haven't even gotten into the nitty gritty yet. Now, if you are finding any of this information valuable, go ahead and share the podcast because I do know that if the Lord puts someone on your heart, whether it's a coworker or a roommate or a parent or a friend, a neighbor, If someone is placed on your heart, God knows exactly why they need to hear this message. So go ahead, be obedient and share. Okay, so here is my story. All right, here's my story. So hubby and I get married. Everything is great. It's honeymoon phase. I mean, and honestly, I still feel like we're kind of still in the honeymoon phase, you know, because we just, we have a good time together. We do, but we're also very different people you know and when I first met Ron he was already a Christian he found God on his own he didn't you know grow up going to church every Sunday you know when he was a young adult he made that decision to give his life to Christ now it's very different from me because I was raised in a Christian home Um, but still we for all intents and purposes I mean we were both yoked as Christians right because we both believed in God we both you know had that you know, holy fear of God and we respected what the Bible says, you know, so, I mean, we were still equally yoked, you know, but we might've had different experiences in life that can cause a rift at some time, right? So here it is. There are things that I wanted to tell him and there were things that I would tell him. Okay. Remember, you know, over time I had to learn that I wasn't Holy Spirit. Okay. So there are times when I would say things that I had no, no business saying, And that would cause rift. And likewise for him, you know, he would say things to me because of course, you know, you love your spouse, right? So you want for them to be the best version of themselves in Christ. You want to, you know, support your spouse. You know, as women, we're told, you know, that we are our husband's help mate. So I'm like, yes, you know, let me help you. Let me help you. But at the same time, he's like, right, but you're not doing this the right way. This is not the way that God says it to be. And so, you know, there were times in our marriage where we were not seeing eye to eye. So even though we were both believers, we both love God. We don't always see eye to eye. And that is when I just began to cry out to God because I was like, Lord, what am I doing wrong? I feel like I'm saying A, but he's hearing Z. And I feel like when he's telling me something, he expects for me to respond one way, but I'm reacting a whole different way. So now little did I know that he was having these same talks with God as well. So remember earlier on, I said, you know, you can't ever say with certainty what your spouse is or isn't doing or what he is or isn't saying to God. Okay. Whether it's your wife or your husband, you don't know. All right. You just know what you think is happening, but you don't know. So little did I know here I am thinking like, okay, you know, I've got it all together. Um, of course I'm not perfect. I know that, but here I am and I'm, I'm going to God every day. Oh gosh. You know, I wonder, does he, as in my spouse, does Ron even, you know, see this Does he feel this Does he notice this. Little did I know that he was doing the same thing, okay? Having the same conversations with God. Remember, when it comes to marriage, okay? My mother is a uh, family law attorney and she will tell you there are three sides to every story. His side, her side, and the truth, 
Okay. And in a Christian marriage, it is your side, your spouse's side, and the truth of God. All right. So that's why we have to have the Bible as the litmus test. We have to be able to go to one objective place, perspective, understanding where you can take out all the emotions as hard as that is sometimes in marriage. Okay. You can take out all the emotions and say, look, what does the word of God say about this? Okay. So my husband's talking to God. I'm talking to God. Okay. And that is when we both kind of realized separately, look, I can't change him and I can't change her. Okay. We both came to that conclusion on our own. Now, one thing that I did, you know, if you're not already doing this, you definitely want to, you know, pray for your spouse. Okay. I think that kind of goes without saying, you know, pray for them. Remember, don't bring them to God as this big problem. Okay. But like, well, he's not doing this and she's not doing that. No, no. Remember God sees your marriage. He already knows it's happening. Right. We talked about that. I believe it was like episode number uh, two or three. We talked about, look, he already knows what you're going through. You don't have to come to him with that. You want to come to God, you know, pray in an uplifting way, you know, with, with um, edification and with speaking life into your marriage. But one thing I started to do was I started to focus on being the best Sharonda that I could be because we know that, you know, you cannot change anybody else. Okay. You can encourage someone, you can inspire someone, but you can't change your spouse. So I said, okay, well, I can only control me. Just like Brennan said, right? You're the boss of your body. So I was like, okay, Sharonda, you are in charge of yourself. So I was going to focus on being the best me that I could be. And that's something that my mother has told me, you know, many years, whether it was dealing with stress in corporate America, you know, or even dealing with stress with friendships when I was younger. She's always say, look, you can't change other people. You can't make them see your heart. You can't make them understand all you can do is the be the best Sharonda you can be. Apples, that's what you can do. You know, so many people reach out to me and they say, what can I do? Because I want for him to do this. I want for her to change in this way. And I say, look, you need to pray about it. You need to leave it to God. You need to, you know, be as supportive, be as forgiving, all of that. You need to do that. However, the one thing that you can do is be the best you. Apples, that's what you can do. So what does that mean? Focus on your issues. Okay. You've got problems. I have problems. So before I go point out every, you know, issue or little hiccup I see my husband do. Okay. Let me focus on myself. When I started to focus on how many things that I needed to work on to be the best wife in my marriage, I realized that I had a lot of things. I didn't have as much time on my hands. Let's put it that way. Okay. To look at someone else. And praise God that he is so, God is so good. You know, he will always send us people to remind us like, hey, you're not perfect, but I love you anyway. You know what I'm saying? I love all of you. And that was really what I needed to hear, you know, throughout the process where I truly started to reflect on what I needed to work on, you know, take ownership of maybe what I wasn't doing right. And I stopped focusing so much on, you know, my husband as far as, okay, well, you know, I want this, I want that. How come this is not working this way? And I started focusing on, okay, Sharonda, what do you need to do? Become the best you that you can be in Christ. So I did that. 
and I continue to do that. I mean, it's not just a one and done thing. Okay. You know, this is a constant growth. All right. So as I was doing that, I believe that, you know, Holy Spirit realized like, okay, now I can show you this. Now I can let you see this part. So right after this quick break, I'm going to share with you the verse that has just blessed my marriage. It has blessed our family unit and it has transformed my marriage literally from the ground up. Stay tuned. First Peter 3 verse 1. Wives, in the same way, submit yourselves to your own husbands so that if any of them do not believe the word, they may be won over without words by the behavior of their wives when they see the purity and reverence of your lives. Apples. Did you hear that? Okay, if you did, you you know what time it is. Okay, this is time for the praise dance. This is amazing. Okay, so now I know that it starts off, Peter is talking to wives, okay? But you can still insert spouses here or, you know, husbands because it's still a principle. It is still a principle of God. So it applies to you, okay? So now it talks about submission. Ooh, the big bad S word, you guys. It said, wives in the same way, submit yourselves to your own husbands. Okay, now submission, you guys. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you know the uh, the juicy conversation that is to come so that you can prepare your hearts for it. Okay. In an upcoming episode, we are going to be talking with another Christian woman, another good apple about submission. You guys, you're going to want to hear this. Okay. We're going to be talking about what it means to submit as a woman of God. How do you submit what it looks like, what it's not? Okay, so we're going to get into that in upcoming episodes. So make sure that you are following this podcast so that you see it in your feed once that episode is live. Okay, so yes, there is something that we need to do as wives, submit to your husbands. This is biblical. All right. But what I really want for us to look at is the part where it says, if any of them do not believe the word, they may be won over without words by the behavior of their wives when they see the purity and reverence of your lives. Okay, so what does that mean then? That means that you don't have to always nitpick. You don't have to always point out every flaw that your spouse has. You don't always have to, you know, make audible every disgruntled moment or every time they have let you down, everything. You don't have to do that. You don't have to always air your concerns. You need to focus on you. You need to focus on being the example for your spouse because it says that when you do that, your spouse will be won over without words, without words because of your behavior and when they see the purity and reverence of your lives. Okay, so now here's my story. I started focusing on myself. Sharonda, what can you do better? What accountability do you have? What do you need to work on to be the better Sharonda today than yesterday? Okay. Then Holy Spirit led me to this verse, to these verses. Okay. And I took it to heart. 
apples. I took it to heart. I was like, oh, you are talking to me. This was sent for me because the Lord says, if you seek me, you will find me. If you seek me with your whole heart. And I was wholeheartedly seeking God. Okay. So when I found these verses, I was like, oh, Eureka, this is it. So I just set out and I, I'm daily setting out to be the best version in Christ. All right. Well, here it is. I humbled myself when I realized like, oh, I was in error. I was, I, I was in error. I went to my husband. I humbled myself. I asked him for his forgiveness. Now, you might be saying, well, this is not how my story is playing out. This is not, I don't have anything to be sorry about. You know, um, he does this, she does that. Let me tell you. Talk with Holy Spirit. There is something that you can do better. I'm not saying that it is your fault. I do not know. But I am saying that there are things that you could do better. That would be an example to your spouse. That can cause them to see what you're doing because of your purity, your reverence, not your perfection, but your purity, your reverence, the way you handle your life as a Christian, that is going to make them want to find out what exactly is going on with him? Why he's just, his life just moving so. What exactly is going on with her? I want some of that. And you can change their mind by your actions. Or Holy Spirit obviously is going to do the work. But you can be an instrument in that conversion. All right. So here's my story, guys. I did that. I humbled myself. I went to my husband. I was like, look, my bad. I, I, I was out of order. I was out of line. And he accepted the apology. All right. I'm still working on myself. I'm still, you know, trying to be the best version of me. I'm still going to Holy Spirit saying, okay, Lord, should I say this? Should you say that? Should I talk about this? Are you going to handle it? Okay. So all of these things are still at play. My husband comes up to me one day and he flat out was like, you know, I'm a Christian. I was like, yeah. He's like, but I want you to know God more. I wanted to find out more about God. Because I saw the change in you. He said, there were things that I was talking to God about. Issues that I saw with how you were operating in our marriage, in our family. And I was like, oh, and I tried so hard to change you, you know, with words and with, um, you know, whatever other tactics he was using. You know what I'm saying? And he said, it wasn't working. And so he was like, well, Lord, what should I do? Because I want the best for this marriage. I want the best for us. You know, I love her. What should I do? And he said, he saw a change in me. And he's like, look, it could have only been God because you were so determined and you were so convicted, meaning me, I was so convicted and convinced that what I was doing was the right way. This is how it needs to be. He's like, I couldn't have changed your mind. I tried. He said, it had to have been God. And he said, that made him want to grab his Bible and learn more about this God that clearly made the change in his marriage, that clearly made the change in his wife, and that brought him closer to God. Look, First Peter, this, I, I lived this. This is what happened in my marriage, okay? I shared about this on YouTube a few years ago, and I'm sharing it here again, because if you find yourself in a situation where you are unequally yoked, or you and your spouse are seeing, you know, uh, difference, right? You're not seeing eye to eye, you have a verse for that. You have verses for that, that you can rest on, that you can believe God for, that you can take back to him. And it's not overnight. 
Okay, it's not overnight. Remember, I didn't know that Ron was having these conversations with God. All right, because I'm thinking like, I'm good. I'm not perfect, but I'm good. Meanwhile, he's looking at me like, yo, you have things you need to work on. And there were times when he would tell me and I didn't always receive it properly. And there were times that I would tell him and he did not receive it properly. So we both are learning. You don't need to say everything. Sometimes let Holy Spirit be the bad guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't need that kind of stress. Let Holy Spirit be the bad guy, right? Because guess what? He's going to find someone to tell your spouse what they need to hear. He is going to find some way. He's going to drop it in their spirit. He's going to shoot them an email. He's going to send a Facebook post. Someone, some way, some shape, some form. That message is going to get to your spouse. Does that mean that you're always silent? No. You have to talk with Holy Spirit to find out, okay, should I say something? Is this the right time? Yes, no. You know what I'm saying? You still have to do that part because you're still in a marriage. You're still human. You still want to, you know, have a voice. I'm not saying you should be a mute in your marriage. No. But as far as like, okay, you know, how you're going to navigate certain problems, concerns, differences, you definitely can hold on to first Peter. You can definitely hold this verse and say, okay, all right, Lord, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my part. I'm going to be the best version of myself through Christ. I'm going to work on me. And you have a promise. You have a truth that you can go to God with and remind him like, hey, you said if I do my part, you're obligated to do your part. And I saw this play out in my own marriage. So be encouraged. Okay, be encouraged. Recite this. Write it on your heart. Meditate on it. Speak it. Speak life into your marriage. It could be a big problem. Something where it's like, yo, this is really scary for me. It could be a small problem where you're like, mm, this is very annoying. I don't know if I can tolerate this, you know, for, you know, ever as far as our marriage. It doesn't matter. If it's important to you, it's important to God. If it impacts the family unit, it's definitely important to God. Because remember, we can't go out into Samaria, okay? We can't talk to the Gentiles until we fix the house of Israel first. Now, you might not be an Israelite or you might not be, you know, a Jew, but you understand the concept, okay? We need to make sure that our home is together before we go trying to impact the world, marriages included, this episode of The Good Apple Podcast is being sponsored by SharondaSimone.com, the website where I share all of my raves and faves for beauty, motherhood, lifestyle, and my home. All the items there can keep you bougie on a budget. So make sure you head over and check it out, www.SharondaSimone.com. Alrighty, Apples, that is it for today's episode. I truly hope that you were blessed. I was blessed just sharing it with you. I am just reminded of the promises of God. And it's, it's exciting. It's exciting that we have these biblical truths that we can hold near and dear to our hearts. Now, if you were blessed by this episode, please reach out to me. Let me know. I really enjoy receiving the encouragement. Okay. If there's a topic that you want for me to discuss, again, shoot me an email. Find me on Facebook, find me on Instagram, all right? Message me. Now, if you are not married or if this specific episode is not, you know, germane to your life, not a problem. Send it to someone who can benefit, okay? I know that you know someone, even if you don't know the ins and outs of their marriage, 
trust me, if they're in a marriage, this is going to help them, okay? So thank you so very much for listening and tuning in. Don't forget to check out the other episodes, all right? Until next Sunday, remember, I am Sharonda Simone, and I will either see you at the top or from the top. You decide. Bye.